Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away. And she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives. And it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So welcome back to another episode and particularly an episode that should be lots of fun because it's about how do I get my brave back. This episode has come completely out of some discovery calls and some learnings I've got from a lot of recent discovery calls with gutsy ladies and it's how one of the women described themselves at the end of the, um, the discovery call about, oh, this is so cool, this is how I feel I am definitely going to get my brave back. I'll go into a lot more detail about that in a minute. Um, But it's this episode I've decided I wanted to share like three common traits of midlife women who are choosing to jump on to a free free discovery call and, um, and what those commonalities are because there's some real patterns starting to emerge, which is gorgeous for me. And the second thing I want to deal with is just share a recent example where I um, absolutely got my brave back and I didn't even realise it's what was happening for me through the process of this recent experience. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it's the blind leading the blind, but you've got to be a bit careful with me. I'm a lot more instinctive these days and following my gut and my heart and, yeah, really interesting experience where I completely got my brave back multiple levels. And then I want to finish up with three must-know reminders. These are reminders that I feel I want to share if there's anyone who's listening to this and is just ready to dive onto a free discovery call, but they might need that last little push. So I feel if I don't share that with you, that would be rude and naughty of me. (laughs) So let's get into what this is all about, about bringing your brave back. I think for me what it's really highlighted when this woman shared it with me was because it's honestly what it really does take. A decision in midlife to explore for the first time in probably a long time about putting yourself first and really get some insights into who you really are and what you really want out of the next chapters and beyond. So that is not something to take lightly. Um, it's It takes, when I looked at the definition for bravery, it's about doing it with courage and that's actually part of the definition of being gutsy. It takes courage to honour yourself at this level. It takes courage to even listen to what I call the inklings or those little whisperings in your soul that you want more out of the current life you have. And, you you know, I've done episodes about giving yourself permission to want more. It's... um, the main thing that I've really started to notice is there's there's some key themes happening 
for any of the women that do reach out for the discovery call. They've been, they've really recognised, and a lot of it's because they've been listening to podcasts, which is great. They've really recognised they've got quite significant um, signs and symptoms of burning out, most in their professional sphere, but some of them in their personal life. There's some things going on with their relationships that they they want to find better ways, better tools to put in their toolbox to manage. A number of them have been blindsided and they didn't even realise it was blindsided until they heard it in one of my podcasts. Literally something out of left field. Um, generally it's in a relationship, but it can also be in your working space or even some your friend sets that have taken you completely out of, um, taken you off kilter and taken you by surprise. And as I've mentioned before, that blindsiding, I think, in midlife is even trickier than when you're a lot younger. And it's because um, we we have this, you know, incredible depth of experience in our life and a lot of conditioning, but also we've got that feeling that maybe our time is running out, which is ironic because if you're listening to this and you're still in your 50s or even early 60s, there's at least, God willing, 30 um, years ahead of you based on the statistics. That's a long time. We know how much can happen in 12 months let alone three months, right? But an interesting case the other day was a woman who had um, recently completely sold out of a business. The children were empty nesting. And she saw it as, you know, getting a brave back was about literally just for the first time with the space that had been created, instead of automatically filling that space with shoulds from society or her conditioning, it's like, I'm going to spend a bit of time to actually get to know what my choices would be, what my real me really would like to do. So, so many diverse reasons that these women are jumping on a discovery call. But the three commonalities are all their traits, their mental traits that I've really noticed. Um, And the first one is curiosity. All these women share a real curiosity. They've always had a curiosity about personal development. And what I mean by that is that they've been curious over the years about how to improve themselves. They may have a library of books like I do of multiple titles that are all about, you know, being more productive, being healthier, being happier, being healthier, being more productive, (laughs) being healthier. Um, Do you get the picture here? But also more about how they operate. They've got a curiosity about why they do certain things and particularly things that they don't like about themselves doing and they want to stop. The other really cool thing is they have a curiosity, particularly after listening to podcasts for a little bit, how would it feel to just spend some time with a coach like myself and also other women who are exploring the same thing? How would it feel to put yourself first for a while what that curiosity is are all those benefits real and I know in my past potentially it felt good but I haven't done it for decades so curiosity is a beautiful trait for us all to really um, nurture in our lives there's so many um, mental health benefits but particularly there's also some really cool brain structural benefits you know when we explore 
options and ideas and um, questions that we have, we are literally opening up new neural pathways in our brain, and that's important. So a second trait that I've noticed too is that most of these women, in fact, I'm trying struggling to think when I thought, you know, getting ready for this episode, I was struggling to think of anyone I wouldn't um, describe as this. There's a free spirit in their nature. They've always had an element of adventure. Now, that doesn't mean they necessarily were the adventurous, you know, climbing mountains, hiking, going camping, but they have always been interested in new ideas and they would probably, if they gave themselves the time to reflect, they have always had a bent to be what I would call an outlier. That means they think a little bit differently from some, well, the majority of people and they're comfortable exploring new ideas. And they've really recognised, um, as we you know, discussed stuff through the discovery call, that it's been a while since they've been, you know, feel felt comfortable to be exploring these new ideas. But it's this free spirit nature that I love. And that's what's so, uh, I suppose, enriching for me as I coach them is that it's like teasing out a part of their personality that has laid dormant. And it's like reawakening it, which is, you know, it's just so good for well-being. Now, the other, the third thing, which has surprised a lot of them through the conversations, but it doesn't really surprise me the more I think about it, is that they have an element of creativity to them. They have a desire for creative expression. It may be as obvious as wanting to get in and start playing around, you know, dabbling in art or pursuits like that. Or it may be more subtle in the fact that they enjoy to uh, like go and, um, you know, observe art or be in the space with artisans or um, they might have a desire to write a book. They may also just like, oh, like we've got a number of women who are exploring um, singing and performance and back on, on stage from things that they had done in their previous decades. But I suppose work had got in the way, family may have got in the way, and they'd just forgotten to keep honouring that. So it's really interesting that a lot of the discussion is also about reigniting that creative expression in them, that, that little inkling once again, that they know it's part of who they are and they would like to find a way to express it. And as I said, those three traits, um, the creative expression, the curiosity and the free spirit, if those three traits have, left, have been left dormant for a very long time, the thing that I always now know is that they can't stay completely locked up forever. There will be parts of your being and that will often be the disconnect, uh, like the discontent brewing up, which is why like, I'd love to book a call, is because there's sort of so much part of you that they're going to bubble up some way. And that often the bubbling up comes because there's resentment because you're not honouring it, but you don't even realise what you're not honouring. So this loops back around to, you know, bringing back your brave. Because as I said, I think it takes a lot 
of bravery, a lot of courage in today's world to be just that little bit different from everyone else, go and explore something that is bubbling up in your soul. And more importantly, it's difficult unless you know there are others doing the same thing. So often than not, what happens in the free discovery call is what will come up for them is enough is enough. Actually really just opening up and sharing with me in the call what it is they want like to look like or more importantly to feel like versus how it's currently looking and feeling. It's like it opens up that beautiful window for them that, you know, the door gets opened up and they don't see scariness on the other side anymore. They see that it's actually just the natural progression of owning the questions. And that leads me to my recent example. And as I said, funnily enough, I didn't realise it was about bringing my braids back. But as I hopped on the plane to go to Bali recently and run my first ultra, which is back in May 2023, I would have thought really the key reason for me to have been doing that and what I was very conscious of was about um, being able to raise money to support for these beautiful children and educating children in Bali because that's something that's very important to me. It was also testing to myself, could I get myself back in the physical condition I've always enjoyed as a midlife woman now so that I could glide across the finish line after 84 kilometres? But what I really understood as I got on the plane on my own So traveling solo for the first time, well, certainly traveling solo overseas for the first time, um, well, since I was 20, I suppose. So, you know, there's a um, 30-year hiatus there. What I really recognize is it was taking a lot of courage for me to get on that plane. I did know um, at least I had Kyron, my mentor from New Zealand. He was on the other side in Bali. So, I mean, that was um, comforting to me. But I did not know any other person. I'd met Tom who created the Ultra event. I'd met him virtually and I'd seen others on Zoom calls. But it was only when I was actually sitting on the plane and those people that are listening to this who know me well know I do have a little bit of a habit of this going, yeah, yeah, this will be great, this will be great. <laughs> and then I get there and it's like, oh, oh, this is a bit scary. Oh, I'm actually travelling solo. Oh, <laughs> what if I get over there? And it's funny, I didn't think about this until I'm now relaying it to you. And I don't have anything in common with these people. What if, what if nobody likes me? <laughs> so it was this whole, you know, it took you back to the whole world of the sandpit, right, back in the school days. I didn't see it in that context until now. I'm really um, reflecting on it. But definitely one of my subconscious drivers was to explore what it felt like to go and not just do something that seemed ridiculous, like 84 kilometres, having not done, it had been 19 years since I'd done my first and only half marathon. But it was also the whole experience of going solo, going over there, being just me, owning it and getting over there and seeing whatever would fall. And, of course, you know the outcome of this. 
the outcome was I found myself in the space with some of the most incredibly beautiful humans, all free spirits, all curious, all adventurous souls. The fact that I was ooh, at least 10 years older than the majority of them, I was by far the eldest and I was certainly, you know, way older than most of the women that were there. And But it was just when I think about it today, it, it's only three and a half months since I completed that and the level of bravery and courage and just the things I take for granted when I step out and do things today it's just amazing the neural pathways it created for me. So it's that real example is just like a really simple example of about how sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're really seeking. Your mind is trying to articulate it, but it's more about the feelings in your body. And to be honest, in my case, it was more about my subconscious desires I wanted to get out and test myself, not just in the physical sense of the event. I actually wanted to see what it felt like. Could I travel solo? I mean, as I said, it was only an eight-hour flight. I then got there and Kyron was there who I knew. But it was still eight hours that the what-ifs were brewing and, oh, my God, and I had to settle down my nervous system and use all the tools that I had. And then the what-ifs turned into, oh, my God's. And I'm still in touch with a numerous, like many people from the ultra. We're bonded completely for life. I get that now. And it, it's because of the kindred spirit nature. So getting your brave back has got so many beautiful outcomes for you if that is what you're seeking. So I suppose I just wanted to share that story as further confirmation that it is such a good thing to be exploring. Now, on a brain level, I know there are numerous um, neural pathways were, you know, like really broken in. I mean, how to just go and navigate traveling solo, going to a country you couldn't speak their language. Um, and I know it was just Bali. It's not like I went to, you know, somewhere a lot further away and no chance. But, you know, getting your ba brave back how do you get it back is actually little by little. It's little exposures, regular times that build your confidence because getting your brave back is all about growing your confidence, whether you're um, conscious of it or not. So I wanted to just share what I'm calling three must-share reminders because, once again, if you're still listening at this point, I think there's something in your inklings that is like, yes, I know what she's talking about. I've been thinking about this for a long time and I think it's about to be time. And so I've got three reminders for you. Number one, I want you to consider a time where you were brave, where you were adventurous, where you were that free spirit. Because if you have inklings to get your brave back, it's because you've had your brave in the past. It may be past months, past weeks, past years or past decades, but you've had that experience. So you're seeking something you are actually more familiar with than you realise. And by going back and thinking about where you were brave in the past, I want you to look at what the clues were and also, more importantly, 
what were the beautiful outcomes from actually being brave. It may have been when you made that big decision to shift careers. It may have been something to do with relationships, leaving someone, having a go with someone, as in leaping into a relationship with someone. It may have been moving environments completely, moving states. Um, It may have been choosing as one woman who recently um, messaged me and it's the first time ever she's booked a flight, she's going down to Sydney for the marathon coming up and it's the first time she's going completely solo. Now that's a lovely start point if you ultimately want to go and walk the Camino on your own. So it's go back and see where you were brave in the past, journal on it, see what the clues were and really get a picture of not just the fear around getting your brave back, but all the beautiful positive elements from when you had brave, when it did work out. Because our brains are wired in the negative. So just thinking about your brave is going to go, but what if it stuffs up? Your job is to override. Remember, befriend that biology and work with it. Second reminder is please remember that being brave, being courageous is not about the absence of fear. This, I think, is one of the biggest issues when we talk about, oh, my God, that person's just so brave, and there's a part of you believing that they, and I've had clients say to me, I can't wait to no longer fear fear, uh, feel fear. And I, you know, basically, spoiler alert, There is no one successful that I have known, and when I mean successful, not necessarily financially, it could be across, you know, whole areas of their life, someone who has got out of their comfort zone and been completely honouring where they're at and, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. That's exactly what it's about. They just don't let fear become the loudest voice in the room, in your room, in your brain, in your mind. It is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear and doing anyway. It's getting comfortable with the discomfort. And the more that we are um, exposing ourselves to uncomfortable, discomfortable feelings, the more it becomes familiar and comfortable. So our tolerance for discomfort just grows. And that's certainly what I've recognised in my ultra running um, and you know, you don't have to go to those depths or lengths to get comfortable with discomfort. It's why I love going for a cold water swim every single morning all year round where I live. Um, It's why before I did that, that I played with bringing on cold water in a shower. Getting comfortable with feeling uncomfortable raises your tolerance. It raises your resilience. It builds neural pathways. It improves your mood. It increases your confidence. But don't think anyone as courageous is doing it without fear. They're just, I mean, it's the ultimate of befriending your biology. It's knowing the fear is going to come up. You put your arms around that beautiful fear and walk forward together. That's exactly how I view it. And the third thing is I just want to remind you once again about all the treasures that exist on the other side of our comfort zone. I mean, that's exactly what happened when I landed in Bali and it was within probably about 48 hours of starting to really get to know some of the other runners. It was like, oh, my God, I never imagined, here's the thing, I never imagined 
how good this experience would be. I never imagined it because I hadn't imagined it. All I'd been imagining, if I was worried about it, was all the negatives. And, you know, that's part of befriending our biology. Imagine how good it could be when you get your brave back. When you get out of your comfort zone and go and just do something small that scares you, it may be going to a completely different coffee shop and ordering a coffee and sitting down on your own and just people watching and exploring what it feels like to go and do something completely different on your own. That may be your brave. It may be dropping the kids off or making sure a partner or someone else has got the kids looked after and you go and do something that you don't even have a plan for. That may be your brave. It may be going and learning a completely new skill. It might be something to do like I'm doing with the surfing. Oh, my God, that's another one. I remember when I rocked up my first surfing lesson. I did not know a soul. I was twice the age of everyone else. <laughs> and it I, for me, it was the fuel of just I wanted to feel what it felt like to be in the water, on the board and having a crack. So think about all the treasures that will be on the other side. I have never once gone and done anything brave or courageous and it's been a disaster. Isn't that interesting? And I suspect if you think back and you really reflect on it, none of yours have been either. So I'm going to leave you with, you know, a common comment that happens. You know, I'll have clients that come to the coaching with me. They might have ended up doing the one-to-one. It may be um, through my, you know, new accelerator, my group program, or just joining the gutsy ladies. It is, you know, I, I wait to hear this comment because it always comes. <laughs> it's just a matter of when. And the comment is, oh, my God, I wish I had started this sooner. Why did I take so long to do this? And as I said, the reason you'll be taking longer than you want is because you will be buying into the negative and the fears around it rather than what are the treasures, how can I honour myself? So if this has resonated with you, I hope it's given you some really nice hints and tips about how you can bring your brave back and more importantly, why it's so important to bring your brave back. You know, none of us get out of here alive. What are the stories that you want to be sharing around the table if you're you know, going to stay in your home as you age or around the table at the nursing home or with your family? And what what is the cocktail of, you know, beautiful physical benefits that you want from going out and feeling what it feels like to feel the fear and do it anyway. And make sure if this has resonated that you do book that free discovery call because I am here to help you find a plan to get your brave back. It's basically what I'm on the planet for. I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who you think needs a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.